Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, film geeks, today's class is all about Blue Beetle, the first Latino superhero movie. And the I've lost count how many superhero movies we've seen this year. Let's talk about it. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of All Right, Let's Talk About It. My name is Savannah. I am your host. I do film reviews and film industry commentary. So you are getting this episode a little bit late. I did kind of sort of forewarn you. If you listened to the last episode, um, not the last one, but the one before that, which was the Rachel Zegler episode, I mentioned that I would be traveling. And traveling by, I am not in New Orleans at the moment. I'm actually at my mother's home in the Carolinas. Actually, I'm sitting in her kitchen recording this. So uh, just another warning again, if you listen to the last episode, not the Rachel Zegler one, but the actual last episode, uh, you might hear some noises. These are just sounds of the South. I don't really have soundproofing and it's it's much noisier. The outside is much noisier here than it is in New Orleans. You know, the cicadas and the bugs and birds and whatnot. Very, very loud. It's something that I, I'm used to. I, I grew up with it and i didn't really think of it as being loud until I actually started recording a couple of hours ago and I realized there's a lot of extra noise. So if you happen to hear any of that, that's what that is. I don't know how to get rid of it. So if anyone is a sound engineer that can give me some pointers, let me know. That that will be very helpful or any kind of programs that can filter that out. Um, but at the same time, I kind of like it. It's character. It, it's I'm Southern. Let's let's keep it. But we're talking about Blue Beetle. So I did see this last Thursday. So I went and drove down to the Carolina, drive up, drove up to the Carolinas, I should say, the next day. So that's why we're getting this a little bit late. Blue Beetle. Okay. So I'm not going to keep y'all super long. I don't really have a whole lot to say. I mean, what I have to say is, you know, in detail like it normally is, but it's not a whole lot. And I'm just going to put a disclaimer out there. When it comes to these movies where representation is the center of gravity, it's almost like it's the whole point of the movie is representation. People tend to get very sensitive. So if you're one of those people who gets extra sensitive with with respect to topics of representation, if that's what this film means to you, I'm warning you right now, I'm probably going to say some things you don't like. 
And by that, I'm not going to mean, I'm not meaning that I'm disrespecting the idea of representation. I personally, we can talk about this another time. I don't care about representation. You know, I am a black female. Me seeing myself on screen, I've never been that girl. I've never cared for that. It's not enough for me to see someone that looks like me. Just because we have a similar skin tone doesn't mean we have anything in common. It doesn't mean I can relate. That's that's always been me. So I am not one to care about representation, but I understand and respect that others do. However, comma, I am not here to cater to anyone's feelings. I'm here to give you an honest review, my honest take on this movie, which means that if representation is important to you and that is why you are gung-ho about this movie, I'm forewarning you now, I'm going to hurt your feelings. I'm going to say something that's going to upset you. So here's your exit. You're free to go. You're not going to hurt my feelings, but I'm I'm just going to let you know. I'm going to be real here. And um, I don't have a whole lot of positive things to say about this. So here's your exit. You're not going to hurt my feelings. But other than that, let's get into it. Okay, so Blue Beetle came out this past weekend, directed by Angel Manuel Soto, stars and Please forgive me. I'm probably going to be mispronouncing some names. It's been a long time since I've been in a Spanish class. While my pronunciation in Spanish class is something I took a lot of pride in. I've worked very hard at it, but it's been a while. So we have this movie being led by Sholo Maridueña. We also have Adriana Barraza, Damien Alcazar. I love him, by the way. He was in Prince Caspian, but that's Prince Caspian, but that's neither here nor there. Um, El Pidia Carrillo. Becky G, who plays the voice of the kind of um, voice of the the, the thing, the in the AI that is the Beatle, Kajida, uh, Bruna Marquezine, Raul Max Trujillo, Susan Sarandon, George Lopez, Melissa Escobedo, Harvey Gullion. So a nice packed cast. There's a lot here. Um, a couple of names that I do recognize. Sholo is new to me. Obviously, we know Susan Sarandon. She's a bit of a legend in this industry. She's been around for a very long time. Becky G is, you know, singer. That's what I mostly know her as, but I know she's been in a couple of films. I think she was in the Power Rangers remake. I didn't see it. Um, you know, I was talking earlier about things being people being sensitive. I'm very nostalgic. I'm not interested in a Power Rangers remake. I have the original. I saw it twice in theaters. I have the DVD. And never mind. I'm, I'm getting into random things. So yeah, I know she was in the Power Rangers remake and I know she does music, but she is, you know, kind of crossing over a bit into the film world and she does some voice acting here. Um, Damien Alcazar, I'm very familiar with, but everyone else is kind of new to me. Now, where to even begin here? Now, again, I'm not going to keep you here super long. This movie was very much hyped up and it's kind of sad the way things played out because there was a little bit of hype coming into to this movie, but then the writers, um, the writer strike and then the actor strike happened. And the problem with the actor strike with respect to this movie is that this movie is unique and that it is a Latino superhero. This is something that hasn't been done before in either the Marvel universe or the DC cinematic universe or extended universe, I think it is. And it's new. It's, it's different, you know, kind of like how Black Panther was new and different. But then we had this actor strike kind of happen when promotion for this movie should have been crucial. So once that actor strike happened, no one can promote it. And when I say no one, I mean the actors. 
you know, the director and the producers and the production companies can definitely push it out to promote this movie, but no one can promote it. Not even people like me who are, you know, social media content creators. I just do film reviews and film critiques, and that's not considered struck work. But if I were to, let's see, this is Warner Brothers, right? If I were to sign a contract with Warner Brothers to promote said film, that would be considered struck work. That could cause a lot of problems for me. Now, I have no intention of joining the SAG after a union, but it, 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 there is a community on this, you know, this, this fear of film content creation. It can cause issues. So no one can promote this movie, not the actors and not even random people on the internet. We can't promote this work. Warner Brothers can't even reach. It. So it's, it's, there's a hope. In a prayer and crossing fingers that this movie will be seen, that people will remember from however many times ago they saw the trailer either on social media or at the theater, that they will remember that this movie exists and they'll come out to see it. So... It, it sucks. That that part really, really sucks. Because I remember it was the lead actor on, I remember seeing the video on Twitter where he was asking people to still, you know, do what they need to do to promote the movie. I don't think he really realized like what our limitations were as far as just the general public, which is the whole thing is irritating, but yeah, the movie, it looks like is going to probably break even, but it's going to be a bit of a slow crawl. It had, I would say an underwhelming weekend. I think it debuted at like 25 million, which is not bad, but is not good for what this movie needs to really stick if that makes sense. And I I don't know if the movie in and of itself is good enough to stick. I'm going to be real here. I don't think this is going to be memorable of it, any kind of memorable. I don't think this is going to be the kind of movie that just sticks in people's brains and they're going to remember this however many years down the line. I think this is probably going to, you know, leave a bit of an impression until the end of August and then people are going to move on to the next thing. And I think part of that is the one, the movie itself is kind of lackluster in terms of the quality of the film and also because superhero fatigue. We've heard this phrase before, right? superhero fatigue, where people seem to be getting tired of superhero movies because we have Marvel, it seems, pushing out anywhere from three to five Marvel films a year. And, you know, now we have the DC Extended Universe pushing out more movies. You know, we've had Black Adam, Shazam. We had Shazam 2 this year. We had The Flash this year. And then in terms of Marvel, we had Ant-Man 3, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. We have The Marvels coming out at the end of the year. Sony released um, Across the Spider-Verse earlier this summer. There is fatigue. People are tired. It's And it's not, nothing seems to be changing in terms of quality. Now, Across the Spider-Verse was definitely different because this is an animated film and the animation in and of itself is relatively different. It's kind of new. And that's the draw here is the animation. Just the effects within that is what makes it different, what makes it new. In terms of all these other superhero movies, there's nothing new here. There's never anything new. It's not, it's like they can't figure out how to set these movies apart. It's, we're just seeing the same things over and over and over again. And I don't think Blue Beetle does anything different. The only thing that's different here, I think, is just kind of the base story, which is family. I think that was their hook. That was, At least that's what they hope the hook would be, would be family. And also the fact that he is Latino. He's that's He stands out in that way. It's different. We've had, you know, a Black Panther. We've had 
white superheroes all over the place. And now we have, we're getting into that, the diversity era of superheroes here with this Latino superhero. And I personally feel like if you're going to give us something this kind of new, where representation is key, where you're honestly and truly in believing and hoping that representation will be what hooks people into the theater, you need to give me something better than what I got. Now, again, I don't care about representation. It matters not at all to me especially when you're giving me something that's mediocre in value. And I'm sorry, I'm not saying that you will not enjoy Blue Beetle. All I'm saying is when I'm talking about the film is just a piece of art. It's lacking. It's very much lacking. And I think ultimately, if you wanted to boil down what is the problem here, it's the writing. The The writing is just not good. So we this movie is about a kid named Jaime. Jaime just graduated college with a degree in pre-law. And we don't learn that part, what he graduated with, until maybe 15 minutes in. I'm getting ahead of myself. So Jaime just graduated from college and now he's back home with his family. And it seems things are struggling with his family. His family, they're about to lose their home. They recently just lost the business. He doesn't have a job. He's trying to figure out what's next and how to move his life forward. And his first job seems to be a stereotypical job, something that, you know, if you're talking about Latino stereotypes, they're clean, they're cleaning houses, they're maids. Um, you know, but whatever. It's very stereotypical. So there are a lot of stereotypical tropes that this movie really just leans on in order to try to form a connection because the writing doesn't do it. The writing here is very expository. It's telling me way too much and not showing me enough. It's kind of dropping these little points in my face and then hoping that this is enough for me to kind of connect the dots. They're wanting, that's the problem here is that these, instead of the, um, Instead of the filmmakers and the writers weaving a web for me so that I can follow along, they're throwing thing everything at they're throwing everything at me and then forcing me to connect the dots. That's annoying. I, that annoys me. So Jaime is, you know, working in this stereotypical job. He's trying to figure out what's next in life. He's trying to figure out who he is, you know, purpose, meaning, and all the things. And then he sees this girl and she's beautiful. And she is the niece of our villain, played by Susan Sarandon, who is, you know, the CEO of this mega corporation and she wants to build secret weapons. And that's where we find out about the scarab beetle. And it's kind of lackluster. And it's really underwhelming how we're introduced to these key and crucial elements of this story. Our intro, which is, you know, the first thing we see is our villain, her kind of searching for this thing that she's been looking for. And it's a very mediocre, underwhelming um, intro. And then we get our whole Blue Beetle, you know, title card. And then we go into the story and everything is just very underwhelming in the beginning. Um, There's no character development here. There really is no connections and unfolding of the relationship between Jaime and his family. Because, again, family is supposed to be the hook. The family is supposed to be the thing that sets us apart from other superhero movies. However, they don't do enough building within the family for it to to matter, for it to be a mountain in the middle of this molehill kind of movie. Does that make sense? Enough is not done. More should be done. If this is supposed to be your hook, if this is supposed to be what sets it apart, it should be much more grand. These characters should be much more developed. We should be able to see much more of a connection between Jaime and his sister, Jaime and his father, Jaime and his mother. Really, we're just getting, you know, a little bit of comic relief between George Lopez, who plays, you know, an uncle, and then the woman who plays Nana. 
that that's pretty much what we got here in terms of character and personality in this family because everywhere else it's missing. So Jaime sees this girl who is the niece of our villain and she wants to do the right thing and be the savior, but she ends up messing things up. And that's how he comes in contact with this beetle. The beetle chooses him and he becomes the blue beetle. He becomes a superhero. And we get this cute little um, scene of the him and this beetle that's attached himself to from the inside out has become a part of him, you know, working out. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Got all the kinks, making sure everything works. And it's kind of comical because he's accidentally destroying things. He puts a hole in his roof. He splits a bus in half. He's destroying mirrors and windows and... It's interesting, but the thing is, we've seen all of this before, you know, superheroes coming into their suits. We've seen it done better before. There's at one point where we have another villain who also has a suit of his own, and we see him come into his suit, and my immediate thought was, Iron Man did this better. I immediately thought of the scene in Iron Man 2. I can't remember what the context was, but I remember it was a scene where he was outside, and he's puts a suitcase of some kind on the ground and steps and he comes into the suit. And I remember looking at this one scene in Blue Beetle and thinking Iron Man did this so much better. So again, in terms of, you know, coming into the superhero character, the, you know, our origin story kind of deal, um, even CGI and effects, nothing new. There's nothing new. There's nothing here that would say, you know what? We're done with superhero fatigue, that this is starting to wake us up. This is just another dose of Benadryl in a long line of superhero movies, as far as I'm concerned. But it is entertaining. It is very much entertaining, but it doesn't get much more beyond the mediocre. Now, in terms of acting here, I think Sholo does a show, Zolo, Okay, so phonetically, if I'm looking at his name, I would say Zolo with that Z. But when I hear him say his name, it sounds like Sholo. 
So correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure I am. Um, I think he does okay with what he's given. I think there's so much more in him than what was pulled out. The way I described him on my TikTok, I was like, he's, you know, basically like a television host. To me, it's almost like he's a guide on a roller coaster ride. Have you ever been to like, you know, Disney World or Universal and you've ridden one of those rides that's on a riverboat and you always have the guide at the beginning? That's kind of what his personality reminds me of. You know, it's, it's not so much that he is that he is the ride, but he's just kind of taking us along for the ride. I feel like he really gives the most in this movie and no one else is there to back him up. And I've seen this quite a bit this past year in a lot of movies where it seems like we have one actor who seems to be doing all the work and no one else is putting in the effort. It's like a group project from high school where you have one person who does everything and everyone else who just kind of signs their name. That's pretty much what this is here. Jaime is our star character and we get a lot from him. He's a wonderful actor. I would love to see him in other things. I think he has an incredible a career ahead of him. But no one else really puts in the same amount of effort that he does. That's my big problem with this is th- not so much problem, but just irritation because he gives it his all. He puts everything on the table. The rent was due. Like he did the damn thing. But he had no support. And I'm honestly sick of seeing this in a lot of movies where you have one actor who gives everything and there's nothing, there's no support. That's the whole point of the supporting actor. <laughs> That's one of the points anyway, is to help kind of mold and build the story and kind of help that main character grow, move, and none of that. He does it all on his own. And at times he looks a little tired. Bless his heart, because I think he has so much potential and so much in him that give him the right writer, give him the right director. He's a star in the making. I would love, love, love to see more from him. Love to see more from him. I can see the potential. As much as, as many issues as I have with this movie, I could see his potential and I am dying to see more from him. So, I mean, so the writing is okay. I mean, no, no, the writing's not that great. So the writing's not that great. The acting is not that great, except for our lead. Again, he pretty much carries the whole movie, which he shouldn't have to. This is supposed to be a family movie, right? Um, The special effects are pretty boring. I mean, we've seen this a thousand times. You know, Disney is getting lazy and now WB is getting lazy when it comes to special effects and not putting in the time and the effort to give us something better than what we have been getting. It was very, I mean, we've seen it before. I mean, I I expect if you're going to give me another superhero movie, then give me that, you know, that grand suit reveal better than the last. Give me something better than the last movie. This isn't better than the last movie. I'm not even sure if it's better than the movie before that. It's very ordinary. Everything about this was ordinary. It it wasn't different. It wasn't better. It just kind of fits neatly into the fabric of superhero movies, uh, you know, so neatly that it, you know, makes a nice little blanket for our superhero fatigue. Yeah, that was kind of harsh, but yeah, I'm not apologizing for that. All right, parental units, this is the part of the review where I answer your big question, is this appropriate for my kid? Now, whenever I do a review on a family film or something that might be kid film adjacent, I tend to get a little to a lot of backlash from people 
you know, basically saying the same thing. It's a kid's movie. Why are you taking it so seriously? Like I treat every movie the same. Like every movie is a work of art wanting to be some kind of quality. And believe it or not, all of these filmmakers and production companies look to film critics to, to really get a gauge on what they did right and what they did wrong. That's why what we do is important. It's not so much for you, though. I know many of you do enjoy it and I'm glad you do. I'm so happy you're here. Don't take me as me saying like, I don't care that you're here or not. No, I do care. But the the real important work of what film critics do really is for the studios to hold them accountable, to make sure they have, they pr- they put out quality content for you. Does that make sense? So when it comes to the rating system, because this movie is rated PG-13, just a quick little side note, you can go to filmratings.com. This is not sponsored. Um, I just think it's important information, especially for parents. Parents. Now, there are websites you can go to that can give you kind of a detailed list of whether or not this movie might be important, you know, appropriate for kids, what themes might be present, da-da-da-da. Um Yeah, sure. But in terms of why a film is rated the way it is, there is a website you can go to, filmratings.com. It's the Motion Picture Association of America's website. They have been rating movies since 1968. Now, I've mentioned this before, but film ratings are not mandatory. A movie does not have to be submitted for rating. It does not require one. However, if you want your movie shown in one of the major theater houses or in one of the major theater chains like AMC, Regal, Cinemark, so on and so forth, a rating is to your benefit because a movie theater does not have to accept showing your film. Um, It's very hard to get a movie that's not rated to be shown in theaters. It it, it takes a little bit of trust because you don't really know what it is you're getting because it's, it hasn't been submitted for rating. So it's not, there's no law, there's no rule that says anyone has to do it. It's perfectly voluntary, but it is beneficial. It has its benefits because it allows you, the parent to know what it is you're getting into. Now this movie is rated PG 13 and it is rated PG 13 for a reason. Now back to what I was saying about the backlash that I tend to get with respect to any reviews I do on kids films or family films. Someone on Instagram, of course, I expected it, said, it's for kids. Jeez. Okay. Thank you. I'm aware. And I said, and this is what I said, this is the exact words because it was a written comment. I said, it has violence, death, cursing, innuendo, and implied nudity, and it's PG-13. It's not a kid's movie. So, yes, this is a superhero film. I'm sure your kids love superheroes and comic books, but keep in mind, this is not a children's film. Now, the central theme here is definitely family, but there is violence. There is death. People do die. It's not a whole lot of carnage. It's nothing like blood and guts and crazy, but it's like, holy crap, that yeah, that hurt that person is dead, very much dead. You know, being stabbed in the chest like that should ensure your death, um, hopefully quickly. But, you know, that's the thing here. But there is, you know, innuendo, a little sexual innuendo that might go over your smaller child's head, but your middle child is definitely not going to miss it. There is implied nudity because whenever he comes out of the suit, because when he comes into the suit, it burns his clothes. So when he comes out of the suit, he is butt naked. So there is definitely comments about him being nude, the size of his um man parts. So yeah, there are definitely those comments to be aware of, but overall, I think your kid would enjoy it. Again, this is like middle school humor, if that makes sense. Very much middle school humor. 
I think your middle schooler will probably, your middle school boy would definitely enjoy that um, and find it to be hilarious. So again, I say this every time, no, you know your child. You know what your child can handle. You know what's appropriate for your kid and what's good for them, what's not, and what is allowed or not allowed in your household and your family, what your rules and standards are. So judge the movie accordingly. But I highly recommend that you go to filmratings.com before going to see a movie and searching the rating. Know that movie is not going to give you, you know, a list of themes present in the movie that may or may not be appropriate, but it is going to tell you why it received that rating because not all ratings are created equal. You have horror movies that are just blood, guts, and carnage that are rated R, and then you might have a simple little indie film that's rated R because there's a little bit of blood or there is the F word. That could get an R rating believe it or not. You can have movies that are just cutesy and, you know, cuddly and they're rated G, but a movie that is just on the cusp of being PG, but not quite also getting a G rating. It might be appropriate for your like seven-year-old, but it's definitely not appropriate for your three-year-old. So definitely go to that website. Again, this is not sponsored. This is me trying to inform you so that you can make the best decisions for you and your family um, and look to see why a film was given that rating. I think that's very helpful. That is my two cents and a little bit of advice for the day. I hope that is helpful. Want to advertise on this podcast? Check the episode description to see how you can be featured on the next episode. Thank you so much once again for listening to me rant and rave about another movie. So to sum it all up, that was Blue Beetle. I thought it was entertaining enough, but mediocre at best. Um, Not all that memorable and not enough to, you know, rid us of this superhero fatigue, but, you know, a good comfort film whenever it comes out on DVD. Sorry, but that's just what I felt and thought. Um, let me know how you feel in the comment section. If you saw it, let me know what you thought. I'd love to hear from you. Um, whether you agree or disagree, I promise you're not going to hurt my feelings. I am all for hearing what you thought. I want to know your thoughts. Um, if you disagree with me, great. Tell me why. Tell me why. I mean that genuinely. I, I want I want to start encouraging people to, to think critically about film, maybe beyond the whole, it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was so much fun. Maybe, maybe I can just, you know, shift that a little bit for you. So let me know. Let me know what's coming up. So right after this review, you should have access to my Gran Turismo review. I cannot remember if that movie is supposed to come out this week or the next, but I was able to catch an early access showing. I think that's one of the perks of having an AMC membership is sometimes you get early access showings and I was able to get one for Gran Turismo. I saw it this past Saturday. So you should be getting this review, Blue Beetle and Gran Turismo on the same day. Now, this coming Thursday, I will be seeing Golda, which I believe Helen Mirren is in and then um the hill which i believe is like a kind of a christian baseball movie both i'm looking forward to it's great it's gonna be a good day because again i'm out of town i am um in my hometown so to speak so i'll be seeing that one in kind of the early afternoon and then right after that i'll probably go catch some dinner and then go and see the hill at like eight o'clock 
And then Friday, you should be getting those reviews probably in the afternoon. It's a bit of a transition period for me because right now I'm at my mom's house and then I'll transition over to my aunt's house. And once I'm at my aunt's house, aunt's house oh gosh, I mean, it's the floodgates are open. All the free time in the world, I have the entire house to myself minus her dog. That's the only thing. Um, but we love Eloise. She's a little rat dog complete tangent she's a dachshund chihuahua mix so i think it's like a chihuini is what she's called and she um is is very much you would, what you expect a chihuini to be feisty thinks she's like a thousand pounds but she is like the size of my forearm and you know cuddly very cuddly loves to just be wherever you're at all up in your lap like she's kind of a cat at points but so yeah i'm looking forward to the quality time with her because it's been a while since we have seen each other so yeah, expect those reviews for Golda in the Hill sometime Friday afternoon. And then I'm just hitting the ground after that. And I have so many things planned for the next couple of months. I, I can't wait to really just dig in and dive in, play a little catch up because remember July was a bit slow for us and then also get ahead. That's what I'm looking forward to the most is getting ahead of some things. Um, I want to bring y'all more content and I'm trying to figure out fun and inventive ways to do it especially for my YouTube fam because if you listen to the previous episode I'm really wanting at some point to take this podcast and transition it to a video podcast that's what I'm wanting to do eventually but that takes time that takes effort it takes money which means I gotta work a bit harder and I'm looking forward to it and I don't know if you can hear it but the cicadas are going thank you so much for all of your time And thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. I love you. Let me know what you thought in the comments. And I will see you next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.